Luke chapter 8. I'm going to read down through to verse 11. And uh, I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Oh, Come, Let Us Adore Him. Uh, there's a Christmas carol that we've actually sung, the girls have sung throughout the Christmas concert. And the lyrics go, Come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold Him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. And so I want to preach a message, come, let us adore Him today. And I want us to consider the very words of that first verse, behold Him. I want to zoom into that word behold for just a minute because, I mean, who uses the word behold in today's day and age? I don't know, did you wake up in the morning and say, oh, behold, I have awakened? <laughs> did your kids wake up in the morning, mom, dad, behold, I am arisen from the bed. I come to devour my breakfast. No, the, I mean, the word behold, who uses that today? I mean, behold. I mean, you walk down the street, oh, behold such beauty of this beautiful garden. I, I don't know about you, but I've never come across someone who used such language. <laughs> Maybe because we live in being leaf. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who uses the word behold these days? And, um, and so in our text, I mean, we're reading the Bible and it's like, wow, behold, let us behold him. I mean, this is a good word. I want to bring to our mind today the word behold because it shows up lots and lots of times in the Bible, especially around the life of Jesus. And so what does the word behold mean? I mean, behold, what does it mean? Well, according to uh, the Webster's definition, it means to gaze upon. It means to observe. It means to pause and take a look at for a minute. And the word behold, I mean, like we said, isn't used in everyday life. It isn't used when you wake up in the morning, oh, behold your breakfast, behold mom and dad, look at my, you know, nice clothes. No, we don't use the word behold because it's used for appropriate and more special occasions. I mean, when the groom looks at his bride coming down the aisle, he doesn't say it, but in his heart of hearts, he's thinking, man, behold, this is my wife. Behold, I mean, look at her. in his heart. He's saying, behold, and that's what I want to talk about today. This is what I want to bring to us this Christmas morning is to behold Christ, our Savior, that we should gaze upon something so important, someone so important to us. We should stop whatever what we're doing and we should look at, we should gaze upon, we should focus in to observe on what is happening in our text. So the Bible tells us, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says these words. Now they were in the same country, shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Again, see that word. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an, with the angel a multitude, get this right, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. I mean, what a wonderful story of what took place that night. And here it is, the angels came with a message to behold the one that is to be born, to go and find this Jesus, this baby. And I want to consider, number one, the invitation today. The invitation all throughout Scripture, all throughout the Bible, the life of Jesus. A lot of people in the Bible were invited to come and behold, to come and look at something of great importance. And I want to give you two examples. Number one, there was a time where Jesus was walking along the River Jordan to get baptized by the man named John the Baptist. And Jesus came closer and this man, John, begins to look at Jesus and he says these words in John chapter 1 verse 29. He says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And as John the Baptist begins to see this man begin to come towards him, John recognized clearly, Behold, this is the man. Behold, the Lamb of God, the one who is going to take the sins of the world. Behold. And so this morning, church, family, as we begin to come to church today, we can get so consumed with the presence and we should uh, be come together as a family. But let us never forget the person who came into the world. Let us never forget as we begin to worship Jesus, as we begin to come together, that we should stop and remind ourselves, behold, the Lamb of God. Behold, the one true King of Kings, Jesus Christ, came into the earth. And John knew, man, something's different about this man. Something special is, you know, about this man, Jesus. And he says, behold, look at him. The next time we see the word behold is after Jesus went from the cross and he was taken from the cross into the tomb. And three days later, Jesus rises early that Sunday morning and two women come into the tomb at the time. And instead of finding the body of Jesus Christ lying there, they were met by an angel. In Matthew 28, verse 6, I want you to hear this story. The angel said to these women, he is not here for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where he lay, then quickly go and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. I mean, here it is. They go to the tomb. They begin to look for Jesus' body and Jesus wasn't there. And the angel says to them, go, he's not here. He said he would do what he said he'd do. He's risen. He's not here. And he says, behold, he's even gone before you. And these women depart from that place, going to tell the disciples. And the thing I want you to catch is right there was something so significant, something so special to behold that Jesus Christ not only was born, that Jesus Christ not only lived and died, but the fact that he rose again from the grave. Come on, somebody. That he didn't just come and say a nice few words, do some special things, but he said, he said it and he done it. And he finished it and he died on the cross. And here these women come and they was where's Jesus? Where did he go? Behold, he's gone before you. He's risen. 
I mean, it's amazing. This man, Jesus Christ, that's why I want to bring this message today and talk about, secondly, the challenge. So we have the invitation to come and behold Him. Secondly is the challenge. Why is it so challenging for us to behold the Son, to behold Jesus? Well, mostly it's because we're so distracted, we're so busy. Can you say amen? I mean, we're so distracted. It might be your job, it might be your kids, it might be this everyday life. Where it's like you feel God is stop telling you to stop and pause and just begin to take a minute and just think about Jesus. You know, if I feel like the Lord would want to say, would you just step back? Would you just surrender and begin to think about today? Think about the true meaning of who He is. You know, there's a story a, um, a few years ago, the Washington Post conducted an interesting experiment. It involved a famous violin player uh, by the name of Joshua Bell. And he was in the town for a concert and he agreed to be a part of this particular experiment. And so on a Friday afternoon, he went into the subway station, dressed in jeans, a long sleeve t-shirt, a baseball cap. And he goes down and he begins to position himself near a uh, trash can and he begins to open up this small case. He begins to now play the string so beautifully, so elegantly. He started playing and busking. And for the next 45 minutes, he played and hardly anyone noticed. They didn't notice it was the famous violinist. They didn't notice who it was. It was Joshua Bell, the one who sold out the very concert in that city. It was the one that, you know what, that he opened up this case and this violin that he was playing was worth over $3 million. This was the man that three days earlier, Joshua Bell, sold out the Boston Symphony with ordinary seats going for $100. But on this afternoon... He played in the subway for 45 minutes and into his violent case, he made a total of $32. I mean, I share that story because we as people, we become so preoccupied, we don't even realize the most famous person in the world, Jesus Christ, came to be born on this day. I mean, we fail to recognize. We can be like, oh yeah, Christmas. Oh yes, it's another season uh, to remember. Jesus Christ was born as a baby. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. And we miss truly how amazing, how powerful Jesus was to, born, to be born to save us. And so many times we can fail to behold the King. We can fail to look and observe, to gaze at. And to be, you know what, amazed at Christmas, to realize, man, it's about Jesus Christ. So there's something to think about. What if you heard the angels' invitation to behold? What if the angels came to you and said, I want you to behold Jesus. This is who He is. I wonder what your life would look like if you were one of those shepherds. I wonder if these angels came to you and you saw what happened. And you begin to now make your way down to Bethlehem and you begin to behold this baby, Jesus. What would your life look like? So let's talk about the gift of Christmas because this is what happens when the shepherds begin to look at the baby. Number one, the gift of Christmas. The first gift was the gift of fearlessness. I mean, look at the words of the angels in Luke chapter 2 verse 10. And the angels said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Good news for all of us here today. 
I mean, look around us. I mean, we're different nationalities, different cultures, different backgrounds. And here it is, the message to say, you know what, behold, this is good news. This is such great news that, you know what, we don't have to fear because the Savior is here. Can you say amen? In other words, the Savior of the world was in earth in person and His presence alone takes away the fear. I mean, we live in a day and age. I mean, we sing the song, Silent Night, Holy Night. This world is so far from a silent and, can I say, a holy night. We live in a day and age where it's chaos, it's pandemic, it's incredibly filled with fear. I mean, you turn on the news, it's filled with uh, fear and everything that comes with it. But today, the message of Christmas, the message of Jesus Christ, that the good news is this, we don't have to fear because Jesus is here. Hallelujah. And the truth is our world is wanting to do away with Jesus. The truth is they want to forget about Jesus and, and not hear from Jesus at all. And it's no wonder why people are filled with fear, anxiety, depression. But the good news is that Jesus is alive. And he offers us this wonderful gift called fearlessness. And secondly, it's the gift of hope as well. That Easter morning, the woman came to the tomb being very close to Jesus and they watched him go to the cross and everything within them must have been dead. I mean, this is Jesus, the one who healed. This is Jesus, the one who spoke these amazing words, but yet he died on the cross. But when they came to the tomb, their hopes have now been stirred again that Jesus Christ was alive. There's a line I love from the Christmas carol, Oh Holy Night, and part of the lyrics says this, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. I mean, this is a song about, oh, holy night, our dear Savior's birth, to bring a thrill of hope to the weary soul. And maybe your soul this morning is weary. Maybe your heart today is weary. Maybe your mind today is weary. I mean, we look over 2020. This year has been completely and utterly chaotic. And might, might say that today you might be sitting here thinking, my goodness, thank God 2020 is over. And you're looking forward to 2021. And I want to say, you know what? As we begin to behold Jesus, as we begin to look at Christ today, this morning at this Christmas, we can realize that today hope has come. Today that hope that God in heaven sent His Son, Jesus, to give us hope, to give us a future. So we don't have to fear. And we can have hope. You know, when your children open up their gifts this morning, I mean, my kids open up their presents like they're animals, man. They were so excited. They're so amazed. What about us? You know, let's, we should have that in our hearts that, you know what, we should be like that child to behold the greatest gift of Jesus Christ. To be like, wow, God, you have done something in this world. Behold him, born the king of angels. I want to encourage you, let today be a day where we behold the king of Jesus, the king of kings. Jesus Christ. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. Come, let us adore Him. While every head bowed, every eye is closed in the building today, I want to give an invitation. Just like we do every service today. Such a wonderful day where we can come together and worship Jesus Christ on this special day, this Christmas morning. And I want to give an invitation, no one looking around, no one uh, walking around, please. You're here today, I want to ask you the question, and that is this, 
Where will you spend eternity if you were to die today? Where will you spend eternity if you were to die? A question that we should all ask ourselves that when everything is all said and done, where will we spend eternity? In heaven or in hell? The Bible talks about these two eternal destinations. The Bible tells us it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of God's standards. We've all lied. We've cheated. The Ten Commandments, we've all broken them. And Jesus says, whosoever hates a brother has caused murder. Whosoever lusts after a woman has committed adultery. I mean, these are the standards. And I wonder if we were to stand before God on on the day where we enter into eternity, what would Jesus say? He would say two things. Number one, he would either say, well done, good good and faithful servant enter into the joy of your Lord. Or he will say to another thing, he'd say, depart from me, I never knew you. What about you today, my brother, my sister? If you were to stand before God, would he say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy? Or will he say, depart from me, I never knew you? Because, I mean, we can all come to church, we can sing the songs, but at the end of the day, we can say, oh, we know Jesus. But the real question is, does he know you? Does Jesus know you? And so this Christmas morning, the free gift of eternal life is offered to you right now. The gift of grace. We don't deserve it at all. That's why it's called grace. It's given to us freely. But you must receive it. You must repent and believe on Him. And so saying that if you're here this morning, you know you wouldn't make heaven your home. But today you want to make heaven your home. You want to accept Jesus in your heart. I want you to do one simple thing with just to signify with an uplifted hand. Say, yes, that's me. If you lift your hand with mine and say, please pray for me. I'm I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. But today I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, I want you to do one simple thing. Raise your hand. I'll count it a privilege to pray for you. Just raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Raise your hand. Amen. I see these hands. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anyone else want to raise their hand? Amen. God bless you. I see these hands. God bless you. Anyone else want to join his honest hearts today? You want to give your life to Jesus on this Christmas morning? These hands are going up. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else want to join his honest hearts? Wonderful time today to give our lives to Jesus Christ for the one who gave his life for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you're backslid and you once had a relationship with Jesus and you've gone away from Christ. You once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone away. If that's you, raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Family at the back. I want you to come. We're going to pray right here in the front together as a family. Javay, if you want to bring your, your kids. Amen. My brother up here at the front, you want to come as well? Come join us. Come. We're going to pray together as a family. God bless you. Amen. Can we just give God a clap offering? Because uh, you know what? This Christmas Day. Amen. Giving the lives to Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless. Yeah. All right. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you love me. Today I'm asking. You come into my heart. Today I repent. I turn from my sins. And I turn to you. I thank you that you died for me and you rose again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. All right, guys, you guys can go back to your seat if you want. Amen. Let's give God a clap offer today.
Church, why don't we just stand to our feet this morning? Amen. These altars are open. If you want to come and find a place to pray, I mean, just to take some time out of the busy day, out of your schedule, why don't you come out of your seat and come to the altar? We're just going to spend a couple of moments just praying over what the Word has spoken to us. Maybe it's time for you to behold again Jesus Christ. Why don't you come out of your seat today? Find a place to pray at the altar. Father God, I'm asking right now, Lord Jesus, open up the heavens, open up your windows of heavens, Lord, and pour out your spirit today in this building, Lord God, in this very place. And right now we surrender our hearts, we surrender our minds to you, God, and we just look to you, the one and only Jesus Christ, Savior that was born this Christmas day. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of grace. We thank you for the gift of forgiveness. We thank you for hope. We thank you for taking and quenching all our fears today. And Lord, we behold the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ, born this very day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You pray today. Maybe something on your heart you need prayer. Just pray right now. Take some time out of your busy schedule right now, this very moment. Begin to focus your mind in on Christ. Some of us need to repent and say, forgive me, Father, for not beholding you as I should, not taking time to pause in our day-to-day lives. Let's do that today. Let's take this moment, this very special moment, this Christmas day. Father God, have your way. I pray, God, as we leave this place, Lord God, as we go to our families, Lord, as we go back to our children, as we go back, Lord God, I'm asking that you would shine your light upon every single believer, every single person here in this building. Lord God, that you change us, transform us as we behold you. God, as we come today, Lord, to surrender. I'm asking, Lord God, that you'd minister in our hearts like never before. Jesus, let your spirit fall. Fall upon us, Lord Jesus, as your children, as your people. God, minister, Lord God, in a way like never before. Touch every heart, touch every soul today, Jesus. Lord God, take away, Lord Jesus, every demonic spirit, God, that tries to rob us of this joy. I come against every work of Satan, every demonic stronghold, God, that comes against families during this day. Lord, I pray, Father God, as we begin to forgive one another, to love one another today. We put aside every God thing that happened in the past that we move forward, Lord God, this Christmas day. Minister today, Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you.